Welcome to Perspectives on Local Government, brought to you by the Texas City Management Association, or TCMA. I'm your host, TCMA Social Media Coordinator, Stacey Ford Osborne. Perspectives is a podcast about the people who work hard every day to keep Texas cities running smoothly. Each episode, we visit with city managers and other municipal public servants to discuss the business of local government and the people who make it work. Today, we're visiting with members of the TCMA Advocacy Committee to discuss their efforts to advocate for the association and the city management profession in general. I'd like to welcome our guests, Hugh Walker, Deputy City Manager for the City of Bryan, Ed Broussard, City Manager for the City of Tyler, and Joe Pace, City Manager in Lorena, Texas. Welcome to all of you. So um, let's get to know you all a little bit better so we can understand who you are and what your role is within TCMA. Uh, Hugh Walker, let's start with you. You're the Assistant City Manager for the City of Bryan, and you're also the Chair of the Advocacy Committee. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got involved with TCMA, and what being the Chair of the Committee entails. Sure. Well, I've been a a longtime member, uh, going back probably roughly 30 years. I've been on several different boards and committees um, throughout uh, those, those years. I was recently, when I say recently, um, late last year, late uh, 2020, was appointed to a chair the advocacy committee. So I'm, I'm a very short-term member. So of the, the ones that we're going to be talking to here, I'm the one that's least knowledgeable. <laughs> Tell us why you um, why the advocacy committee was interesting to you. Sure. Well, it it is the one that really uh, strives to share information across the state and especially with elected officials about the importance of hiring a professional manager, local government manager, uh, but also the council manager plan. And so, you know, our role is creating information and tools that other members can use to share information, much like this podcast. So, um, you know, how can we get creative and, and share information across the state so that elected officials know they have options when it's time for them to hire a city manager or a city administrator? Great. Ed Broussard, you are the city manager for the city of Tyler, and you are no stranger to podcasts. I think you have one of your own. Um, tell us how you got involved with TCMA and tell us a little bit about about yourself. You know, uh, Stacey, thanks for that. You know, it's I got involved in TCMA because I had city managers and assistant city managers that I was working with that said, hey, it's great that you're moving your way up the organization, but you need to be able to kind of broaden just your knowledge base, build better relationships, uh, understand what the city management profession is about outside of just the people you're directly working with. And so through just people like Skip Noe and Tom Brimer, uh, they introduced me to people like Hugh Walker uh, and others to where, and then got me involved in TCMA, going to the conferences, going to the different training opportunities uh, to be able to see that just kind of the, the big horizon of what city management is and all the different problems we face, because while you may not be facing a problem that somebody else is today, you'll probably have it tomorrow. Um, and so the opportunity to share the stories, to learn kind of the struggles that everybody has, to, to kind of enjoy the, the successes that our fellow city managers 
have. It's always a neat thing when you're going through the newspapers or the uh, just kind of some of the updates you get each day on seeing just at all of the great stories that are coming out about city managers throughout Texas and what they're doing. And I know most of these guys because and gals uh, just because of all of the incredible work uh, that TCMA does in keeping us connected. And so, you know, it's one of those situations of I've been involved in TCMA for nearly 25 years and just getting to watch uh, those who before me, uh, who are such legends, um, and then those kind of behind me who I'm just so in awe of, of what they bring to the table, uh, and getting a chance to work with all of them through TCMA has really been kind of the, just the incredible thing an organization provides. You know, yes, it's the training. It is the code of ethics that we hold dear to. Uh, it is all of those different things as part of TCMA, but all of that is done because it helps make sure that we're able to continue building on this profession uh, for our future generations. Excellent. Thank you. And Joe Pace, you are the city manager in Lorena Court. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Actually, it's just City of Lorena. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> city of Lorena. I apologize. You've okay. told me that. Right. It, it's okay. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I began... Um, City government in 2007. I started off as a court administrator and, and then the interim junior city planner and then ended up a parks director and then came over to the city management side. And I uh, became a city manager in 2015 and uh, general law city, city of Lorena is about 10 minutes south of Waco. And as soon as I became a city manager, I decided, hey, I need some help and I need some guidance. And the best uh, thing I'd ever heard about was TCMA and uh, so I joined, and right after I joined and went to the regional meetings in Austin, I uh, looked on the TCMA website, and they said, hey, mentors provided, and I was like, yes, please, and so I, uh, I, I ended up uh, connecting with Jack Harper, who was the assistant city manager of Waco at the time, and asked him to be my mentor. He's now the city manager in Fulcher, and even though we changed re he changed regions, he's still my mentor. He had to get special uh, dispensation to stay my mentor so we still keep in contact and, and that and just going to the TCMA meetings and meeting city managers I mean um, I've talked to city manager when I had a rough week and I was at a TCMA meeting and about four years ago and I was like I think I made a mistake coming to a small city I came from a bigger city about 33,000 to a city that was 1800 and he was like we were at where you were at 10 years ago, you'll get through it. He really kind of taught me off the ledge, the proverbial ledge there. And I never forgotten that. And I've always tried to pass that on since then through contacts in TCMA. Uh, since I'm in McLennan County, uh, there's uh, several counties south of me. And um, basically they say, hey, we get together and have a small city managers meeting, small city city managers meeting. And that's been very vital to go that way and get a different perspective. And with cities that are more my size and, and make the friendships through there. And, and really, you know, we all have the same ethics training. Uh, we go to these conferences and it's all about like Ed to uh, capitalize on what Ed said, it's all about the relationships and understanding where people have been and the problems that you're encountering, they've already encountered sometimes or they're about to encounter and we always trade stories. And so it's been very, very good experience for me being in T TCMA. And the reason I joined the advocacy committee, I thought it was about time. I, I was uh, feeling okay in my position and I've gone a little over five years in my position now and about 
2019, I'd come through some certifications. I thought, okay, now I want to kind of start doing more for, with TCMA. And so I asked to be on the committee and they assigned me to the advocacy committee and I've been really happy on it so far. Fantastic. Well, it's really nice to meet you all and uh, good to have you here. The city management profession is such an interesting profession and so unique. There, there really isn't another job quite like being a city manager. Um, can you, can one of you, whoever wants to, um, explain the difference between um, a city that has a city manager and a city that is managed by a mayor? Okay, well, everybody's chuckling. I'll take a stab at that, Stacey. Thank you. <laughs> Great, thank so, you. Well, when you have a city manager, essentially what that means is uh, most likely you have a council manager form of government. So you have a council manager plan and the elected officials operate much like a, a board of directors would, would for a company. And then your city manager is essentially your chief executive officer or the, or the person that takes care of, in the case of a city, the day-to-day -day operations. And so the, the city council, they, they set the vision, they set policy. And the city manager runs with that. And so he or she is responsible for all the employees and making sure that whatever direction is provided by the city council, that, that gets accomplished. And it's really up to the city manager to determine how that's going to get accomplished. Um, the difference then with a, a mayor, typically in a, in a mayor city, so you're, it's a council uh, mayor form or you know, council mayor form of government, strong mayor form of government. Houston's probably one of the best examples in Texas that, that folks are familiar with. And you actually elect a person then uh, to serve as your chief executive officer. That person may or may not have government experience. Uh, that person may or may not be have ever been um, in charge of a city in, at all at all. And so, with a city manager or council manager form of government, you get somebody that has experience. Um, they've operated in a city in, in some capacity, most likely, if not uh, directly as a city manager. Um, conversely, if you're in a strong mayor. I, again, that person may not have any experience whatsoever um, as the chief executive officer for the city. So TCMA itself, the, the organization is made up of several committees. We've kind of touched on that. And committees um, are available for members to join so they can do the work that needs to be done by the organization, like many organizations. Hugh, tell us a little bit about the advocacy committee itself and as the chair, what, what you'd like to see happen with it this year. Sure. Well, let me give you a little history first. Um, I was fortunate enough to step in as the chair when most, essentially all, all the work was already uh, completed for this latest initiative. And what, uh, what the committee started doing back in 2019 under the, the leadership of the chair then was Kelly Kunzler and, and um, Ed and Joe were members, of course, and, and there were a number of other members. And so they were tasked with, from the, from the TCMA board, um, we have a strategic plan. And so out of that strategic plan that was adopted by the board, they were tasked with coming up with this initiative to, to share this information, uh, to share information in, in a different way than we've done in the past. And so they actually engaged a firm that, that walked through, through a process over a period of about 12 months. And I came in at the end of those 12 months um, and was gifted this, this package, uh, all wrapped up with a bow. And I took it to the board. It was really my only role. And, and the board uh, reviewed what was provided to them. Uh, we showed them a video, uh, several videos that had been created. And uh, the board adopted that. And, and since then, we've created a, a web page where all this information is available. And so the web, web page is actually called Professional Managed Texas Cities. And Texas is just TX, it's the abbreviation. But uh, 
professionallymanagedtexascities.org. And, and on that page is quite a bit of information, um, including three different videos. And the videos cover a couple different things, several different things. Uh, one being sort of that, that role as the city manager. And for that particular segment, we talk about the pandemic. So we really focus on how city managers addressed what was going on in 2020. Um, completely different scenario than anybody had encountered, you know, certainly in our lifetimes. And so they were learning from each other. Uh, it was a, a brand new blank sheet of paper for them. And they, they in my opinion, cities across the, the state and across the nation, especially those that are that run by professional managers, certainly did a yeoman's job in migrating and navigating the way through the pandemic. And while we're not completely through it yet, uh, we think that uh, the story that's being told is, is a great story. We also have a, a video on ethics, and there are a couple members as well as some council members that are involved in um, that particular video. Um, ethics is, is to the core of what TCMA stands for. Um, we do have a code of ethics, and so that's discussed with it within this video, and, and, and information is shared about the code and how it's important to our members and our belief that we need to hold each other accountable to, uh, to a very high standard. And so that's where the code comes in. And then finally, there's a section that's done by uh, a mayor that introduces uh, the process of selecting a manager, uh, and in particular, a professional manager. And it's, it's a well done, a well thought out uh, process that she takes you through. Uh, very interesting and, and full of information for especially for cities that are about to begin that search for their next city manager. And so it's a, it's a good uh, place to start. And then we also plan to share information through other, other mediums, um, including the podcast, just like we're doing today. Uh, we have a press release that uh, we're working on to get information out that, that cities across the state then can use if they so choose. So just a, a different ways and different um, avenues that we can share information about professionally managed uh, cities. Uh, as well as a council manager, former government. Um, Ed, we had a storm <laughs> in February <laughs> that kind of took over the state. And I think um, cities all over the state of Texas were, were dealing with this storm and everyone was affected by it. And it really, really caused a lot of havoc. And I think that nothing showed how vital it is to have a professional city manager at the helm of a city um, more than that storm did. Can you tell us about how, um, how, how being a professional city manager helped you and helped other city managers that you know get through that particular crisis and other crises? You know, Stacey, uh, what we just went through, we seem to be going through a lot of every hundred year events uh, over the past couple of years. Uh, and the snowstorm was definitely one of those. Uh, it was something that, in fact, uh, yeah, um, I, uh, Joe and uh, Hugh can probably tell similar stories as can all the other city managers in Texas of something that we've never experienced before, don't want to ever experience again, um, but just at how we are having to be kind of creative, innovative, and using those relationships uh, on the fly, dealing with the problems put before us. You know, the great thing about professionally led cities through city managers and their city management staff is we start looking at those situations that come in before it happens. We take the politics out of the situation. Uh, we're looking at it from that business aspect of how do we ensure the, the safety and well-being of all of our citizens. 
Um, and what are the things that we need to begin to process? What are the, the ways that we go through those, such as just all the different relationships, all the different contracts, all of the different agreements that we may have with others? Um, how do you make sure that our relationships with Texas Department of Transportation, uh, neighboring cities um, are all really as far as ready to go so that we can be able to get through those situations uh, in ways that we are really our best for our citizens. Um, and I can just speaking for myself, you know, that was we were, I was in contact with some of my fellow city managers on water for because we provide water supply uh, to some of them, uh, making sure that doing what we could to get them what they needed as they were going through this crisis, as well as internally taking care of our own concerns, um, coordinating that, keeping our, our political uh, arms, uh, kind of not knowing what was going on, your mayors, your councils, your state representatives, your county judges, really kind of making sure those communications are open, but making decisions that were going to be for the best of the whole of our communities um, and knowing that sometimes you're making unpopular decisions. Um, you know, the beauty of our jobs is we're not elected every two years or three years or whatever the terms are for the mayors and councils. We have to think about the decisions we're making of how they impact uh, not only tomorrow, but years and years down the road. So those were all different things that were going on in our minds as we were dealing with just this uncertainty. Um, and I'm proud of all of my peers uh, in our city management profession at how they were able to tackle it and show that, uh, especially here in Texas, uh, city managers uh, can get the job done. Joe, um, Ed just talked a little bit about how, how city management city managers take the politics out of the job. You know, you're able to run the city without being political. What does that mean? And why is that so important when, when you're running a city? Well, when you have, you have to go back in history and I'll try to make it brief, but you go to the turn of the century when you had the, the hurricane in Galveston and what came out of that, you know, you had strong mayors before that. And then you had, I think it was a commissioner government and, and it had its, you know, where you had uh, these uh, commissioners and it turned out like they were running each part of the city and it turned out it became self-serving. And so really the city manager form of government came from that. And what it was supposed to be is you're supposed to be the day-to-day -day operation manager of a city. So if you think about it, like the federal government or state government or even local government, that's what local government set up like is like they said, uh, Hugh said earlier, you have your legislature. Well, that's your city council. That's your vision and policymaker. And then the day-to-day -day operations is ran by the city manager. So you're supposed to not be political. You're not supposed to get caught up in the politics of thing and things and just run the city on the day-to-day -day operation. So you're supposed to be insulated. So what you've had in the past is it, when I became city manager, I went to a group and I said, they introduced me as the mayor. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not the mayor. I'm the city manager. And everybody's had that happen to them because nobody really understands the definition or the difference, I should say, between a mayor and a city manager a lot of times. And so you have to educate people on that. And that's what the FC committee is doing. It's not just that basic understanding, but taking it a step further and even getting into the city's that may not have city managers or that are thinking about possibly going away from them or possibly keeping them is why you should have a city manager. One, we're professional. We have ethics that we have to adhere to. We've gone through training. We're highly educated or most times are highly educated. And all these put together is supposed to be us making decisions on how to execute the vision and policy of the cities without the politics involved. 
So tell us a little bit more about the professionally managed cities campaign. Um, any one of you can jump in here. I know that the, the you have the website, you have these fantastic videos, you have these great stories. What do you hope will come of that? You know, the big piece that Stacy that we look at that we hope to see come from this is, you know, it almost kind of goes back to Joe's story about when you would go sometimes to different places and people are still like, I don't understand what a city manager does. Uh, I'll have to say even my own children at times uh, until they've heard different presentations or whatever I've given have asked, what, what do you do? Um, because it is something that is not that well known. As we know, it's been a profession for over 100 years, um, and most cities in Texas have one. Um, the idea of the city manager or the assistant city manager or the staff is still somewhat foreign um, just because it hasn't been taught as part of, you know, as far as uh, civics courses and things of that nature. And so usually if you hear about a city manager, it's just maybe in passing something you saw on TV or on read about in the newspaper paper, um, usually hopefully with something positive, usually it's not. Uh, but it is a time of this is an opportunity for us to go out there with an actual campaign to help make sure people understand the, the fact that most of the time they don't notice what's going on in their city because it's so well run. That's because there is a city manager and assistant city manager in place that's ensuring that their quality of life continues to be at or above the levels that they hope for. Um, and so that's really kind of the the big bulk of our campaign is to see what we can do to kind of get that message out there to our public and so they understand the importance of this role. Because in the absence of them knowing that, sometimes they say, well, how come I can't just get the mayor to run the city? Um, or how come we can't just hire somebody that doesn't necessarily have the training as a city manager and put them in that spot? Um, it, you know, there's a whole lot more that's complicated to it uh, that, or at least that should be, that people need to know about so they can understand the profession. Yeah, and just to piggyback on what Ed said is, you know, you had in the 80s, uh, the mid to late 80s, early 90s, it was all about team building. If you were in college and taking a business course, it was team building, team building, team building, and run government like uh, a, a, a business. And what we found is that didn't necessarily work because we aren't under the same laws and, uh, and same, like, um, I guess governance is, if you will, like my mayor owns a pizza place. And to my mayor, he says, if my pizza oven's broken, I fix it, no matter what the cost. And if something at the city breaks, he goes, why can't you just go fix it? Well, we have to go out for three bids. We have to, you know, there's a process we have to go through. Why, 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 why? And that's what city managers do. Most of our job is explaining the whys. And the biggest part of my job is translating what we hear from engineers, from lawyers, and we take that and we translate it into the layman terms so we can explain it not only to council, but to civilians. And that's not saying that they're not smart or anything like, like that, but our job is to translate. And a perfect example of that is we were putting a lift station in for a sewer and a lift station takes sewer, sewer runs downhill and it goes to a pump station and it pumps it up the hill and usually to the sewer station. So I asked um, one of my guys, my public works director, I said, hey, how's that lift station coming on? And they go, well, they're putting in a wet well today. I said, I thought we were doing a pump station. He said, we are. So what's a wet well? And he goes, well, it's in the pump station. I'm like, okay, I don't understand. So let's go out there. So you go out there, you look on site and they all know they're laughing. It's a holding tank for poo, but they call it a wet well. 
Because to them, in their mind, that's the farthest translation, farthest translation they need to go. Well, if you say, if I tell people that's a wet well, they're still going to be confused. So I have to say it's a holding tank, it's a holding tank for poo. So that translation is what we do a lot in city government as city managers. Yeah, you guys are all um, diplomats <laughs> and, and translation experts. Um, yeah, Stacy, just, just to add on to what both have said, quite frequently, uh, council members and your mayor are volunteers. Um, they still have regular jobs. They have day jobs. And so they, they are, are spending most of their time, um, or a lot of their time anyway, on their day jobs. They do spend an enormous amount of time for the city, but that's usually, you know, that's, that's after hours. So they are truly volunteers that really care about a community. And if you're asking them to also run the community, uh, that'd be really difficult for them to do. Sure. And it takes a different knowledge set, certainly. Um, let's talk a little bit about that, about why, first of all, what kind of training did you have? I'd love to know what all three of you had, like what, like what you, what you learned in order to be a city manager. And then also what your motivation was. This job can be extremely thankless, but I have noticed in my workings with TCMA that city managers love their jobs. You guys are really into what you do and you really are enthusiastic about running your cities and running them well and doing a good job and being ethical and all the things that you need to be to be a city manager. So um, tell us, I, I'd love to know from each of you what your, what your background was, what your training was, and then why city management of all things. Hugh, you can go ahead and start. Sure. Well, I, I, I grew up in a state city manager's family. So I knew from day one that that's absolutely what I did not want to do. Um, I was the one that was going to go back uh, with uh, my folks left the farm. So I was going to go back and run the farm. Um, tried that and uh, eventually ended up in city management. And, and the reason I ended up in city management, um, as I was going through school, I was really focused on the federal level, uh, went and did an internship in Washington, D.C., and quickly realized that at the federal level, you're somewhat, not somewhat, I'm being, being nice, uh, you're detached. Uh, it's the local level where you really get to impact and see that impact um, on citizens. And so that, that's, that, that's where my decision was made to get involved in local government. Um, the training then um, went from there, um, school, graduated and went on to master's. I got an MPA at uh, University of North Texas here in Texas. Uh, so I was focused on city management. And uh, from there, uh, I started out, actually started out in the city manager's office and was given all sorts of opportunity. I, I was one of those fortunate folks that had a, a great mentor to right out of, right, uh, right out of the box. And that was Mike Condiff. A lot of Texas city managers know him and he provided me opportunities that uh, probably I would have missed out in a lot of other places. And over the period of um, the initial part of my career, I had the opportunity to have essentially every department with one exception report to me. And talk about learning a lot, drinking from a fire hose, um, but learned a lot. And without that experience to have all those departments um, working with all those departments at one point or another, I, I wouldn't have the breadth of knowledge that I do today. Um, and so I, you know, I, I owe that to a mentor and those that followed him um, allowed me those same opportunities, but uh, he's the initial one. And then um, other folks have come along since then, Mary Kay Moore, David Watkins, Keen Register, they've all given me opportunities that 
um, allow me to, to learn something new virtually and essentially every day. How about you, Ed? Tell us a little bit about your background and why, why city management for you. You know, unlike you, I was actually the uh, child of two teachers and my mother sat me down in college and said, look, you will not get into, edu into education. So I knew from there, you know, to stay away from that. Um, but where I then go was uh, one of the, I'm, a, I'm actually a native of Bryan. Bryan's my hometown uh, that Hugh has uh, just done a wonderful job of making sure uh, continues to, to run wonderfully. Um, but the thing is, when I was there in high school, I remember I got, there was government for a day and now we got to be county commissioner and hang out with them and realize I'm not really sure what they do. But at the lunch piece, I remember seeing the Bryan city manager, Ernie Clark, interacting with the council and them giving speeches and talking about what they did. And I just it was a thing of realization of this is actually making an impact on the quality of life for the people here in our community. These are the people who are actually changing what, you know, just what goes on in our city and is making it better for all of us. And so as I went through college, um, then decided, you know what, I'm going to pursue a public administration uh, as far as my master's. And so I got an MPA from Texas Tech University, started interning with the city there uh, for the city of Lubbock and just was able to meet some different people there with Bob Cass, the city manager in Lubbock, and then moved to College Station where I got to interact with Skip Noe and uh, Tom Brimer. Uh, I got the, the pleasure of getting to work with Mike Condiff and Hugh Walker, um, and then people like Mark McDaniel. And all of these people, as you're interacting with them in the city management profession, they're showing not only that they're incredibly intelligent and are pushing their communities forward, but they did love their job. They had a that call to serve spirit uh, that kind of emanated from them, which is ultimately where I wanted to go. I wanted to be able to provide service to my community. And, you know, city management seemed to be just the place to go. And so for each of the different cities I've worked with, it's been that great opportunity to be able to really work with communities. It's an interesting thing being a city manager. You don't ever really own the city. Um, you know, your desires and what you want to see happen in the community are secondary to what the actual community wants to do. So you're there as their facilitator, as their really is uh, to making sure that their dreams are coming true. And so that's always been an interesting thing is being able to work with all the different citizens and council members. Um, that's what brings me joy is just the look in their eyes as we able to get different projects completed, whether it be a new swimming pool or uh, a wastewater line or a wet well uh, that you're putting in at just at how it improves the lives of your neighbors, uh, improves the lives of your community and will outlive you uh, with what you're doing. And Joe, tell us yep. a little bit about yourself and, and tell us why you got into this, this very <laughs> interesting and always changing profession. Well, you know, I, I wasn't as driven as a kid as most people were. I, I really didn't know what I was going to do in the future. So when all my friends were taking an SAT to get ready to go to college, I was like, good for y'all. And, and then one day it kind of hit me, uh, it was September before and during my senior year. And I was like, Ooh, I got to figure something out. And so I saw this commercial on TV and it was about this army grunt that was sitting in the rain, drinking coffee, freezing. And they go off into like, it's a hard job, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, well, I'm kind of a mama's boy. I kind of need to toughen up. So I think I'm going in the Army. Now, both my dad and my grandfather are Navy, so this was a great departure. And then when I told my dad I wanted to go in the infantry, he was like, why? 
and he didn't understand it. And so I said, well, you know, I, I just want to, you know, I want to get out of Southeast Texas, see the world. It's a good opportunity. So I ended up going to the army for three years, served 20 months overseas and came back and finished in Colorado Springs and fourth, uh, fourth ID in Fort Carson. But while I was overseas, I had a, my, one of my sergeants had a crisis of conscience and it was just some very personal stuff going on. Not that he didn't like the army, but he'd been in 13 years and he had to make a decision, do it for his, get out for his family or stay in and probably not have a family. And we were in the little turret of a Bradley and he said my first name, he said, Joe, and they never call you by your first name in the army. And I was like, oh, oh, what I do? And then he just, he says, what are you going to do after you get out of the army? I said, well, I was thinking about going to college, but I'm going to take a semester off first. And he starts throwing stuff at me. And I'm not talking like, oh, drop this. I'm talking throwing like helmets and books and stuff, manuals on me. He's like, no, you promise me right now you'll go into college. You won't wait. So I kept my promise and I got out of the Army in August 15th, 1992. And I started college August 26th, 1992. It's about nine days right there. Just went from one to the other. And there was a quite a bit of a transis, uh, transition, to say the least. And uh, I went for political science. I was thinking about going to law school back then. And at my first day in college, and they said, okay, you got to read all these chapters. I go, I'm not going to law school. Forget this. I can't even, I don't even want to read all this for political science. Good Lord, you know. So anyway, I went through college and I went to graduate school. I had some uh, some uh, research I had done and it kind of propelled me into graduate school. So I went to uh, from undergrad, I went to Lamar University in Beaumont, and then for graduate school, I went to uh, Southwest Texas, which is now Texas State, and I was doing that, and I needed a job, and I'd worked in a bank in college, and I said, I don't want to work weekends, and one of the people I was in graduate school says, hey, why don't you be a probation officer? You know, we don't work weekends, so I went, okay, so I ended up getting a job with Bastrop County, and I went to, well, I continued in graduate school, and my dad's health deteriorated, and so I had to make a move. I was studying four nights a week, working all the time, going home on the weekends, Southeast Texas for my dad. And I said, well, forget it. And I had a friend come up and he said, hey, I work for Orange County and, and I can get you maybe a job there. And so kind of parlayed that and start working for probation. Then I started working with sex offenders. And I was like, no, this is not the job for me. I cannot do this. My soul was turning black. And so, and on, but my boss at the time said, Hey, when I hired you, I thought you were going to uh, get your master's degree, go back and get your master's. And that's before, you know, uh, all the schools are online like they are now. And so I was like, yeah, you're right. So I went and uh, went down to political science department and said, Hey, I'd like to come back and get my master's. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. So I started in my master's program in Lamar and, um, but I, I, I kind of knew I wanted to kind of go city route at that point. And so everything I wrote about or researched in MPA, um, I made it city orientated. And so one of the things I did is I went and talked to Kyle Hayes, the city manager of Beaumont. And I was interviewing because Beaumont had laid off about 100 people at that time. This is back in 2002, 2003. And once, you find out, once I found out, like, well, he didn't really technically lay off 100 people. What happened was, you know, they, they had unfilled positions and they just said they weren't going to fill most of them. And it was very little uh, actually got laid off. But it was a decision making class. And one of the last questions I asked him, I said, hey, listen, I'm 32 years old. I like to get in city government. I like to be a city manager. Is it uh, you think it's too late for me to start a career in city government? And he said, Joe, whatever you do, just get into a city and just work your butt off and work hard and they'll recognize your talent and you'll be promoted. And so I, uh, I just gotten married after my master's program and, 
And um, I started, I was like, okay, so I'm a pre-sentence investigator. So I go to court five days a week and I work for five judges. So I, I looked at cities and said, oh, they have court administrators. Well, there's a transition right there. And so I thought they were the same. And I got, uh, got hired by the city of Coppers Cove as the court administrator and realized court administration and from where I came from were two different things. So I had to really hit the ground running. And, and I just, I did what Kyle Hayes told me to do. Uh, I worked really hard and my city manager, kind of like what they were saying, how the breaks you get. My city manager, when she hired me, even though I was, I was a mid-manager, she put me on executive staff. And she says, well, you have a master's degree. I want you to be able to see how a city runs. So that afforded me the opportunity to hear what was going on in public works and police department, fire department. And so I really got a wealth of knowledge you cannot get unless you're inside those meetings. And so uh, I turned to, I just had some things I wanted to do in the court and I did it and it was a five-year plan. I did it in like three. And so in the middle of it, she was like, hey, I actually put in for a solid waste superintendent. And I said, I like city government. I want to stay in city government. I'm willing to learn anything. And it, I think it paid 10 grand more than I was getting paid back then. And uh, the guy who's in charge of the department is like, I'll hire you tomorrow. Let's go. Let's do this. And then he comes to me. We had lunch. He's like, I've been told to back off. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he says, yeah, what did you do? I go, I don't know. So the city manager calls me in and says, hey, uh, I want you to withdraw your application for solid superintendent. I need an interim junior city planner. And I want you to take that position. I'm not promising anything. I don't know how it's going to, long it's going to last, but it'll give you a good opportunity and you can help the city because one, you'll learn planning, but we need somebody in that position. And so I did that for about 10 months. And then I went back to court and about a year and a half later, they called me and said, would you take over the director of parks and rec? And so I did that. And then, um, then I came over here as city manager. And so that <laughs> what's funny is when, when you talk to other city managers, the path that we all take to get to where we are is so different. You know, like when I tell people I was, I was a probation officer, they're like, what, really? And I mean, I, I, matter of fact, I just ran into the judge I used to work for in his court on Fridays. I ran into him about right after the Hurricane Harvey because I went to help in my mom's house. And he goes, so what are you doing nowadays? And I go, oh, I'm a city manager. And he just looked at me. He goes, how do you go from a probation officer to a city manager? I said, you work hard. That's what you do. <laughs> he was like, fair enough, fair enough. That's a great story. And I love hearing all of your different stories because you're absolutely right, Joe. All of the paths are so, so different. But I think the thing that ties all of you together is that you have this interest in serving and this very uh, passionate desire to make a difference. I, I think all three of you have shown that and, and you certainly do that in your day-to-day activities and you certainly do it by being a part of, of TCMA. So thank you for sharing your stories. It was really interesting to hear how you got from point A to point B, wherever that point A was. Um, so let's let's wrap up. Just, you know, every, every I, I love hearing people's um, elevator pitches for what they do. So a lot of what TCMA does is to, and especially this committee, is to advocate for the city management profession. So what would be your, you know, really quick elevator speech explaining what a city manager does and why someone would want to be a city manager? It's a, it's a, it's a noble cop calling, I think. And you have to really have a passion for individuals, for, for people. And so what, what do we do on a daily basis is really try to touch lives, I think. And, and Ed, Ed and I think it was Ed, it might have been Joe, throughout quality of life. You know, that, and that's, to me, really what 
it's all about. We try to improve on quality of life. And it's not just for a single individual. And it's not just for a neighborhood. It's for the entire community. And that's part of our code of ethics is, you know, we're supposed to have the best interest of, of, of all people. And so when we try to try to improve upon the services that we provide, the infrastructure that, that we have, it's for everybody. It's try to try to make everybody's life just a little bit better. And I think almost any, any city employee, so it's not just city managers and deputy city managers that you're talking about. It's any, almost any city employee, because in order to go into local government, again, you, you, got, you have to have a passion to serve people. And if you're going to do that in local government, you're in the right profession. You're in the right government. You're in the right job. But if you don't have that passion, you will really struggle uh, to find happiness within yourself even. Um, and you certainly won't be able to help that much with quality of life. And so I, I really see that uh, what we do on a daily basis is uh, help people. Um, we help our staffs help people. And we're here to uh, be a segue between the council and what their direction is and then really focus on providing those services, whatever those services are that we offer in that particular city. Ed, what's your elevator pitch for the profession? Uh, every day is different. It has its own complications, its own as far as successes. Um, it's kind of one of those jobs. If you get to where you want to, if you like to kind of deal with everything, uh, city management is a perfect place to, to be uh, because you don't know if you're going to be having to deal with what's happening with the local little league uh, to dealing with a pandemic uh, that uh, is affecting your community. And so it is, it is an incredible opportunity to be involved in all different components of your community, um, but it's not going to be the same every day. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different, uh, but that's part of the challenge. That's part, if you like puzzles, if you like to be able to figure out how to solve issues and uh, crises and concerns, city management is a perfect place for you. Joe, you get, you get to be last. Yeah, I, I think, you know, just kind of sum up what the guy said, and I'll add my own spin to it is uh, you have to like people. That's the number one thing, because that's all, what you're going to do every day. You're going to talk to your staff. You're going to talk to city council. You're going to talk to citizens. Uh, you got to be a problem solver, like the puzzles that Ed was just talking about. You can't, you can't hide from confrontation, but you need to understand how to deflect and how to redirect and how to use that as your, to your advantage to get to the solution. And then also uh, learning. We are constantly learning in this job. And like Ed said, there is no same day twice. And the other thing is you have to be goal orientated, you know, and you, cause you have to go from point A to point B and sometimes you have to get people there. And that's a big time in our job. Uh, making decisions a huge part. Uh, you know, I, we get so bogged down in the day-to-day -day operations of our jobs. Like I looked up, I was talking to my friend one time and I realized I had no hobbies anymore. Because all I wanted to do was talk about city government. And I was excited to talk about city government. I wanted to tell them about how we put a sewer line in and we replaced <laughs> this other sewer line. We had these developments coming in. and But you can't talk about a lot of developments and all that. But, you know, and, and I realized, huh, and I was and I was saying all this to my mind, like, this is what I'm going to tell them. And I was like, mm, no, I can't talk about all that. And then, two, I really don't have a hobby anymore. You know, it becomes your hobby, your passion and your job. And, and, you know, people say that if you, if you find something you love, you never work a day. And 
there's not days we're not all exhausted. There's not days we don't want to quit. Don't get us wrong. But, you know, I think to sum it up, you know, is you when things go right, you take none of the credit. And when things go wrong, you take all the blame. And if you can't handle that, you have no business being in city government. So we've talked a lot about what the profession is all about and why it's important to have such a, a passion for what you do and why it matters to have a professional at the helm of your city. So let's tie that back to our um, this campaign that, that you're running. That's the whole point of it, right? To try to explain to people the things that you guys have talked about today. So tell us a little bit more about, uh, first of all, tell us again, the, the website. And then on that site, Tell us um, what what you think people will find that will that will help them understand why this job is so important and why it's so important to have a professional at the helm. Well, if you're not familiar at all with with local government managers, the the website again is professionally managed Texas cities and it's tx not spelled out um, dot org. Um, it provides just a real quick thumbnail um, introduction to what we do. And in, in, in three different videos, one in particular, there's, there's a label right now currently, and these will change over time, but one that's about the pandemic. And you, you actually get to hear from several city managers talk about what their role was during the pandemic. And so it gives you a, a real life example of what it is that they did uh, during the pandemic and continue to do. Um, the other one then talks about ethics, and, and we've touched on that just a little bit, how important that is to this profession and especially to this association. And then finally, there's a section on selecting a city manager. And so in particular, for those smaller cities that maybe have never hired a professional manager, you can visit with a mayor right here on your screen and uh, get more information about uh, what a professional manager means, that process, and the importance that these mayors find in having an, an, a, a professional manager. Who do you hope will see this campaign? And what do you hope they'll take away from it? Well, from my perspective, um, we have a targeted audience with the specific target being elected officials, um, especially those that are in local government that make uh, hiring decisions for city managers, city administrators. And then I would go from there, all Texans, um, so that they have a better understanding of local government. Why is it important for Texans in general to understand this? I think it's important for you to understand how your local government works. And so we focus on the council manager plan. Um, somebody, either Ed or Joe, mentioned that you just don't learn about uh, local civics in, in, in high school or college unless you're really focusing on local government or a, a career in local government. And so to get any sort of information, historical information or current information about local government management, local government politics, uh, it, it's difficult to do. And so we're, we're really trying to introduce that so that folks can have a better idea of how local government managers are necessary and an important component to a well-managed city. Well, Hugh Walker, Deputy City Manager for the City of Bryan and Chair of the TCMA Advocacy Committee, thank you so much for joining us today, along with our other guests, Ed Broussard, City Manager in the City of Tyler, and Joseph Pace, City Manager in Lorena, Texas. You can learn more about the Advocacy Committee and their efforts online at tcma.org, and you can find the Professionally Managed Texas Cities campaign online at professionallymanagedtxcities.org. Perspectives is brought to you by the Texas City Management Association, or TCMA. Our podcast is written and produced by me, Stacey Ford Osborne. 
You can learn more about TCMA online at tcma.org, and you can make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm your host, Stacey Ford Osborne. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to bringing you a new episode soon.